Anyway, so I've had half an hour sleep and um, I'm feeling weird um, and probably a bit adrenaline rushed. Um, so anyway, so this morning, has all the kids got their packs? Have you all got your packs? So inside your packs, it's actually showed you how to follow along with the message. You can either listen to the message, you can write down scriptures. So take out the little things in your packs that help you with the message, and that'd be great. What I want to talk about this morning, and really, you're going to preach this morning, so everybody say, oh, that's exciting. Chris, yeah, that's exciting. Uh, you're going to preach this morning. So, but what I, want to, what, what I want to get across to all of us, including the children here, is the Holy Spirit. Now, I know that in our kind of church, we talk about the Holy Spirit a lot, don't we? Like, so we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in our kind of church, what's up there? Oh, that's nice. (laughs) There I am. Uh, That's how I feel. Um, Anyway, in our kind of church, we talk about the Holy Spirit a lot. But it's so important that all of us at every age group understand who the Holy Spirit is and what his functions are in our life. So all the kids right now, do you know the Bible calls the Holy Spirit, sometimes it calls him the Holy Ghost? Yeah, and we're coming up to Halloween, and we need to know that there is a Holy Spirit who looks after us and protects us and is with us, and he's kind and he's friendly and he's not scary. So the first thing you need to understand is the Holy Spirit is not a spirit just floating around, that he's actually a person. He's a person, he's a part of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He's a person. He is relatable, he is with me. These are the things that he is to me. He's the one who has empowered me, sustained me, he's comforted me, he's healed me, he's counseled me, he's reminded me of who I am and reminded me of my own identity and in fact helped me restore my identity He's guided me, strengthened me, and he has never, ever left me. Amen? Amen. So, he is the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus said that he would never leave us as orphans. Who knows that? What is an orphan? Somebody. One of the children. What's an orphan? What's an orphan? What, Jamie? Hang on, I need to... I need to get the microphone. It's on? What's an orphan? Someone who doesn't have parents. Yeah, so if Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans, what did he mean by that? He will give us parents. Yeah, he will, he will give you the Holy Spirit. Spirit. So he, he came to the earth and he showed us who the Father was and he spent time with us and he loved us and he, 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 you know, he sowed into our lives and he showed us that God is love. And the disciples, now Jesus is going away. He says, I have to go to heaven. I've got to go now. I've got to ascend to my father. I'm going up to be with my father. I'm going to sit at the right hand of my father. And the disciples are just freaking out, going, well, what's going to happen to us? We're going to be left alone. We're going to be left as orphans. And then Jesus said to them, I will not leave you as orphans, but I will send who? All the kids can talk, the big ones and small ones and grey ones and 
fat ones, skinny ones, everybody. I will leave who? The Holy Spirit. I will leave the Holy Spirit and he will be with you. It was so funny. Once I heard this evangelist speaking, an American evangelist, and he was in a vision. He was taken up to stand before the very throne of God. And he was just, he was just overwhelmed by what he saw, you know, the angels and the cherubim and, and all the people worshipping before the throne of God. And he looked up and there is God on his throne looking so majestic. He couldn't even look at his face. The light coming from God was so magnificent. And right next to God was Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father. And he's going, there's Jesus and there's God. And then he looks at everything and he just asks this question. Uh, Where's the Holy Spirit? And everybody just started to giggle. <laughs> Don't you know the Holy Spirit is on earth? We left the Holy Spirit there for you. And so this is how much we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit every minute, every day of our lives. So what we're going to do today, have I got a bucket? Where, Andy? Oh, it's black. <laughs> Blending in without my pink glasses. <laughs> so in here, I've got pieces of paper. And on these pieces of paper, there are different ways in which the Holy Spirit helps us in our lives or the different functions that he has in our lives. Because we just think, oh, Holy Spirit. What would you say if I said, what does the Holy Spirit do for you, Gail? Calming presence. Calming presence. Well, he does a lot more than that, doesn't he? He does a lot more than that. So in here, there are functions of the Holy Spirit and scriptures that back it up. And we're going to get different people to pull out. <laughs> I'm looking at you. We're going to get different people to pull out one of these. They're going to say what the function of the Holy Spirit is underlined at the top of the little piece of paper. And then we're all going to read the scripture out together that comes up on the screen about that function. And then that person is going to tell us how the Holy Spirit helps them in their lives in that way. And if they can't do it, they can phone a friend. <laughs> okay? So they can phone a friend and go, I don't, know, I don't know, I've never had the Holy Spirit working like that in my life or I don't know how to explain it, so I'm going to phone a friend and then they can pick a friend to come and help. How's that? All right? All right, so I'm going to get Melly to go first because she's brave. And we've already seen her up here. So, Melly, you choose one. Yes, we've got, we've got atmospheric music for you to set the scene. And you can say, what, what is, come up here. So, what is it? He empowers us. And that is from Hebrews 2, verse 4. Okay, let's read this together. Ready? Okay. All together, read the scripture. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to His will. So my question is, Melly, how in your life, in your experience, has there been, has there been a time or times when God's empowered you to use gifts of the Spirit? Oh, I would say... Um, Look, even just coming up here, guys, I have to really pray. You wouldn't know, it, would you? She looks so confident. She messaged me last night. She goes, um, can someone else do it? I'm feeling really insecure. It's like, so, empowered by the Holy Spirit, 
that is something that I feel quite often or not, that um, the ability to just speak to people is can be really daunting. So for me, I quite often uh, ask the Holy Spirit to empower me with bravery. Yeah, that's good. To, um, boldness. Boldness, to be able to speak. And I think that wells up from inside. And I guess you, it just comes out. So if you're willing to tap into that, the empowered... That would be how one way I would feel empowered. Really good. Really, and that's what the kids were talking about this morning. That's what Paris and the girls were talking about. Mm. Being bold and brave enough to share Jesus and yeah. not being embarrassed. Yes. And so he empowers us. Yes. And it's almost yeah. as if it it like tips you forward in a way of, it's like a go. All right, I've given you the empowerment. <laughs> blah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't sound like blah. But <laughs> well, he does. He says that. All you have to do is open your mouth and yes. he will fill it. Yes. And I remember when Pastor Phil and I, when, when, you know, I knew the calling was on Pastor Phil's life. I knew that, Melly. For years before he knew it. Any other women in the room here? I knew it before he knew it, but he was happy just pushing the pram as he always tells you and hiding behind me and I was doing the ministry. And I used to pray, God, you know, get him. And one day God got him and it was the Holy Spirit. He'd been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but this was like, this was like he was like baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you know what I mean. And I remember he got off the floor that day. He said, I feel different. And he got this revelation. He got this revelation that if God wants me to do ministry, which he does, because he'd been to Bible college and just went back to work. But he said, if God wants me to do ministry, I know I can only do it if the Holy Spirit is with me. And so every day of our lives, Pastor Phil and I, for the last 40 years, but for the last 26 years that we've been in ministry, we, we just don't move without the Holy Spirit. We won't pray without the Holy Spirit. We don't take a step without the Holy Spirit. And we're empowered by the Holy Spirit even to stand here because we shake every time. It's yes. no joke because it's a big, responsi it's a big responsibility, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. So we all do it afraid. We yeah. do it afraid and the Holy Spirit gives us boldness. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Give her a clap. Thank you. It's awesome. Who's next? Come on. Yes, sir. It's you. Let's see what a good preacher Roger is. you got two. You can only have one. All right. Come up here. You're tall enough for them to see you. But Okay. It says here that uh, the Holy Spirit is my advocate. Oh, that's a good one. John oh, that's a good one for you. Mean? That's an interesting one. Yeah. An advocate. Okay. Well, let's read the scripture first. We used to have a, a, a newspaper first. called the advocate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Let's okay. read it together. Ready? And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Holy Spirit's for us. Yes. Absolutely for yes. us. Yes, but what does the word advocate mean? He stands in our place and represents us. Like a lawyer? Yeah. So if you were going to a court of law... Yeah. And then they were going. To, they were going to charge you with something. Do you think the Holy Spirit would defend you? Absolutely. Yeah. So advocate. Yeah. So he defends us. We don't have to. We don't have to. Um, yeah. Stand up for ourselves, do we? Because no. God does it for us. Yeah. Which was beautiful, isn't it? And it he's, really is. He's got the legal mind. Yeah. Because there right. is the enemy, isn't there? That's right. An adversary. 
again. The enemy that doesn't want to actually come against us. And, he's got and he accuses us. The Absolutely. Bible says in Revelations, it says that the enemy comes and accuses us before the very throne of God. Yeah. And where's the Holy Spirit? He's there as the advocate, advocate. standing in, and he's pleading the blood. He's pleading the he blood. He understands that yeah. Jesus yeah. died for me. Yes. Yes. And my sins no longer, I'm no longer accountable That's for my right. sins. That's right. And he's the advocate and says, hold on a minute. That, all those sins, the, the penalty's been paid. Amen. And I'm and free. What, and what about these kids? Like, put up your hands, kids, if anybody's ever been bullied at school. Anybody? You've been bullied at school? You've been bullied at school? No, because you're Mr. Popular, Charlie, aren't you? Anybody else? Any, any adults been bullied? School, work? Yeah. yeah, and there he is. He's our advocate, and yeah. he defends us. And you know, oftentimes what he does is he tells us to keep our mouths shut. He mm. just tells us to keep our mouths shut and not defend ourselves because he will defend us. We don't need to defend ourselves. Yes. And we find that as we keep our mouths shut and we use the Holy Spirit's ways yes. to love people who are, who are accusing us, to pray for our enemies, this is what the advocate will do. The advocate won't just come and go, right, I'm going to get those bullies for you. No, the advocate will come and say to you, you know what, if you come in a different spirit to what you're being accused of, if you come with love, if you come with grace, if you pray for your enemies like the Bible says, pray for those who are accusing you, suddenly they are disempowered before the throne of God and God will throw it out of the courtroom. Because you're, you're doing it according to what the Bible says and it will conquer the enemy every time. But the Holy Spirit reminds you of that, Roger. Yeah. Jesus didn't just die for yeah. me, he died for my enemies. He did, he did. And does he ever say that to you? Did he ever told you when people are being unjust to you? I mean, injustice is a big one, isn't it, guys? Yeah. I mean, you know, people can be mean, but to be injustice is a hard thing. Does the Holy Spirit ever speak to you, Roger, when you're feeling like, oh, I'm really mad at that person for the way they treated me, and, you know, they deserve them. God, get them, and all that, and then the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Especially out in the traffic when people cut you off. <laughs> exactly. And I was just going, no, 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 no. Yes. Bless them. Don't yes. curse them. All yes. Right. Yes, you may cut in in front of me. Have a lovely day. <laughs> You know, yes, you can have that car yeah. space that yes. I've been waiting to take for ages. I heard yeah, of this yeah, funny yeah. story, actually. This lady who was a worship leader down at Oxford Falls, one of the big worship leaders at Oxford Falls, she was late for church and she was trying to get to church and this guy kept cutting in front of her. So she's just got doing the rude <laughs> finger out the window like this. I'm late for church. How dare you cut him? And she does that. And then the guy pulls alongside of her and it's Pastor Phil Pringle again. <laughs> <laughs> Should listen to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. And so when they're they're in the prayer time just before the service, and you know they're praying with the worship team, and he just looks over at her and goes, like that's <laughs> anyway. That's not right. But anyway, we're supposed to do the opposite. Yeah. Thank absolutely. you, Roger. Okay, Let's thanks. give Roger a hand. Thank you. Okay. Come on, Julianne. We want to use all age groups today. Come on, Julianne. He guides us. 
Here you go. Use this. Come up here. Do you need my pink glasses? <laughs> he guides us. He guides us. John 16, 15. Let's read it. John 16, 13. You do need my glasses. <laughs> Let's read it together. But, but when, when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. Well, that's fantastic. Oh, there's more. And he will tell you what, what is, is yet, yet to come. come. That's a good one. Well, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for that. I, I, I think in my journey, over a, when I look back and reflect, Pastor Julie, he's told me, no. Yes. I've heard that. No. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. And there's even been occasions when I, I haven't known why he said it. Yeah. Yes, um, right. And I'm still perplexed to this day, but I know that he will show me one day why I exactly. should have obeyed that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we're probably glad that you did. Yeah. I know. Well, I didn't actually, Pastor Julie, and it was a painting that oh. um, my father had commissioned for a homestead in the country that my wow. grandmother had built. Wow. And... And when my dad died, I had a lot of stuff. Right. And, and my cousin, who now lives on that property, I offered it to him. And that's when the Holy Spirit said to me, No. I heard it so, so soundly. No! Because it says, do not grieve him. Yeah, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and it really hurt me that I, I disobeyed him on that occasion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had, anybody else had that with just like God tells you to speak to somebody and he guides you? You know, the Bible says you hear a voice behind you telling you when to turn right, when to turn left. Yeah, I heard this fantastic story. It's actually from a, a prophet and she, her husband was in a different state on business and she had a dream from the Holy Spirit and she saw this accident on the freeway and she saw a big white truck she saw it go out of control and she saw it smash into her husband's car. So she called her husband and said, when you're on the freeway tomorrow, when you pass this certain sign, if there's a white truck there, pull over and stop. And you know what? He did it and the truck went out of control and didn't touch him right in front of him. See, sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell us things and it's just for our, it's guiding us. We'll see that all the way through the book of Acts, don't we? Where he says, don't go to that town or go to that town or do this or do that. We've got to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit when he's guiding us. Is that right, Julianne? Amen. You can keep that, you can keep that to remember. All right, who's next? Come on, Scotty. Scotty Brown, come on down. <clears throat> Is it good? Are they preaching well? Yeah. Okay. He's praying that he picks a, an easy one, aren't you? I can see it on your face. I can see it like, please give me an easy one. Holy Spirit, guide me. Oh. He transforms us into the image of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3.18. Okay, let's read it. So, and we all who with the unveiled faces 
contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Well, you should know this one because it's one of our core values, isn't it? Transforming. How has God done it for you? I think through experiences. Yeah. Um, Yeah. When we're faced with something, we actually have a choice on which way to go. Um, And I think it plays in hand with the spirit as well, listening to that voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, trying to do it the right way. And And that transforms you from within? Yeah. Because do you think that through your relationship with the Holy Spirit, that you do things differently now to the way you used to do them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we do, don't we? Because we're changing. Like the way you used to react when you were first saved, or even if you're a new Christian and you're just newly saved, the way you react now is not going to be the way you react, hopefully, in a few weeks. Isn't that right? Uh, and I, and that, that inward work, the transform. Do you feel like you've been transformed by the Holy Spirit recently? I mean, apart from just Him telling you what to do and how to do it, what about your inward person? What about your, your soul? your identity. Did you feel like that that's being transformed, that you're being transformed by the Holy Spirit? Yeah, I'm a work in progress. (laughs) Good answer. Tick. We're all a work in progress, aren't we, hey? But how beautiful is it that we can look back, and this is why I like to keep journals, is that I go back over my journals and go, look how much I've changed I've changed since two weeks ago. That's honest. Had a big transformation in my spirit in the last two weeks through the Holy Spirit. He's changed me more because he's changing us more to be like Jesus. And and he's transforming us to be our original selves before all the rubbish hit came and dumped on us. So we are all a work in progress. Let's give Scotty a hand. That's awesome. You can keep that. Okay, now I want to volunteer. Volunteer. Oh, yes, there's hundreds of them. Come on, Shane. I saw that beard. (laughs) You want my glasses? (laughs) You can hide behind them. They're kind of cool. Okay. He never leaves us. John 14, 16. Yeah. And I will ask the Father and he will give us, give you another advocate to help you. And he be will be with you forever. Be with you forever. Does it say any more than that? Is that it? Maybe that's a different translation. But it should say he will never leave you. Well, the Bible says that, doesn't it? He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Have you had that in your own world? Daily. Probably recently. <laughs> recently, daily. Um, yeah. How do I explain that? Um, yeah. From the moment I get up to the moment I get go to bed, he's, he's with me. Yes. Um, guides yes. me through my daily chores, work chores, family chores. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's always there. But sometimes... And why know recently you've had a really dark moment in your family. In that dark moment there, right in that darkest place, sometimes, you know, we feel like, yeah, the Holy Spirit is always there until I go through trouble. 
or until I'm in something that is way too big for me and then I just want to go for my own strength and my own resources and my own way of getting through this. It's the hardest time to reach out for the Holy Spirit when we're really in anxiety and stress and stuff is hitting us because we feel like we can't hear him and we can't feel him and we can't see him. But that's the time when we need to realise that he never leaves us. Even if we can't feel him, see him, touch him, smell him, he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. So in that moment recently where you had a quite a horrible thing happen, uh, without going into that, of course, but did you feel the Holy Spirit there? Like Pretty much instantly guiding us, wow. getting us, getting us safe, getting us out of harm's way, telling us where to go. Yeah. What to do. What to do, who yeah. to call. Yep. What you know, protecting the kids. Oh man. Uh, unbelievable. If we, we weren't listening. God knows where it would have went. Yeah. So, yeah. And even the Holy Spirit with sort of speaking to Chrissy without telling people what went on, but to say, hey, tell the kids to go into their bedroom and shut the door. And so they didn't have to go through what could have been quite traumatic for them. I mean, the Holy Spirit's amazing. He's right there in the moment. And now he's going to be with you to transform you and to heal you so that the things that happen, they don't damage us. They don't become scars. They become wounds that Jesus heals. Yeah? Do you, do you know that Jesus, the only thing in his transformational story of, of being glorified, the only thing that he kept was his scars? And the, the disciples couldn't even recognize him. He was that glorified. The, the glorified Christ was that beautiful and looked so different to what he looked like when he walked on the earth. And he had to say to Thomas, Tom, it is, is me. Look at my hands. Look at the holes in my hands. Put your fingers in the holes. Why would Jesus keep his scars? Anybody know? What do you think? I'm just going to relate back to recently. Yeah. Um, to forgive is hard thing sometimes. Absolutely. But with his arms around us, we can forgive. Amen. And, you know... My sins caused him to go to the cross. Yeah. I put the nails in his hands. Wow. My sins, no one else's. Yeah. And he forgave me. Yeah. Surely I can forgive others. Because when he hung on the cross, what did he say, Shane? He said, Father, <laughs> forgive them. Yeah. For they know no, not what done. they do. Yeah. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And the other reason that he keeps his scars is that he always wants to remember what it's like for us here when we're daily being wounded, when we carry our own scars, he wants to be the one that is understands us right to the end. That's why he said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you until the very end, until the very end. It's good, buddy. Keep praying for them as a family. It's huge. Okay, we've got time for one more. We need a female, don't we? We need a female looking. Oh, come on. Come on, Candace. I see that hand. Welcome back. Welcome Thank home. Well, welcome to other home. Yeah, home number two. Home number two. He anoints us for our task. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Luke 14, 18. Here we go. 
the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free. Amen. And there's so much more to that. But we're going to... Yeah, okay. I know. There's more to that. All right. Well, yes. Hi, everybody. I have been away for five weeks, and it's so good to be in the house of God. Um, as you know, I, I went to South Africa to, to see my mum, and to, I think what this is, this is saying is, you know, everybody was worried about me going to South Africa and staying safe, and, and, and the funny thing was, he kept me so safe there. He anointed me with a heart of compassion and yes, forgiveness yeah. to my mum. Wow. He anointed me with a heart of empowerment to face the demons that the enemies held over me for so long. And you said you've had a transformation mm. recently. Mm. I cannot even explain the transformation I've had in the last three weeks. Um, and the beautiful thing is, and this just come to my head, I had to pack up my mum's home. And for anybody who's gone through that, it's, it's heart-wrenching. She's got severe dementia. She's in the frail care unit. She's in a little cubicle. So your whole life of buying things and collecting things, we just had to sell it all. And she's in this little cubicle. And so I spent two weeks um, packing up everything in her home. And I found a jar of anointing oil in her cupboard from Israel. It's brand new. And so I actually took, and that was on like the second day I was there, and I actually took that anointing oil and I put it on myself and I prayed over my family and my, the generations around my family. And just, it was incredible. So I brought that jar back, it's wow. a little bottle. And um, I would say that's at least 20 years old. Yeah. Because she used to go to Israel all the time. Wow. And so... God has a plan for every wow, one of us, amazing. right? We all have a purpose and a plan, and it is to do this. It is to heal the sick. It is to love the poor. It is to bring the harvest into the church, and he can only do that if you allow him to anoint you with his Holy Spirit, with his presence, with his healing, with his forgiveness, so that we can be restored in the image that he designed for us from our birth, from the moment we were in our mother's Amen. womb. Come on to then go and fulfill the work that he's got for us. And I truly feel that this is a new season for me, for my family, that God's got something to, reco to recover our sight, that we've been blind, that we've been so distracted by the past. Friends, deal with your past. Put it to bed. Be anointed by the Holy Spirit. Let him work through you because when we're set free, he can use us and he can restore us. And I, I look at my husband now and I can genuinely tell him and you, I've never been, I'll just end quickly because I know it's your sermon. No, but no I, it's your sermon. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not mine. I've said to so many dear friends who've contacted me since I got home, you know, you have your head, your heart, your spirit and your soul. And this trip for me was the healing of the soul. Yeah. 
yeah. right? You can have healing in your head and you can go for your walks and do your yogas and your whatever, or some of us, you know, one too many glasses of wine. Whatever it is, your head just plays that game. Your heart can get broken and your spirit is connected to God and it's spiritual and that's what we're talking about today. But your soul is so precious and it's what gets damaged. And I went home and God fed my soul in a way that I've never, ever had. Wow. I was a daughter for the first time in a very long time. I wasn't a wife, a mother, a work colleague. And those of you that know me, I've had such a strained relationship with my mum. And she's got severe dementia, so she's forgotten all the anger and the, the bitterness of life. Wow. And she is like a goldfish, so every day it's a new day. It's like, oh, today, what happened yesterday? She has no memory of yesterday. So she's just like this little goldfish. And so there's compassion and there's love. And there's just, I was a daughter, Pastor Julie, for the first time yeah. in 30 years. And so good. He anoints us. So and that and that little anointing jar is yeah. So yeah. He anoints us for our task because now we can now this whole reformation is gonna to come to your whole family because when there's healing like that, it and flows brother, right through the family. My brother spent two months there and he and her had the her most horrendous relationship. He left there crying. He left there calling her Ma yeah. and calling her three, every three or four days from Cyprus because uh, we set up a special computer system on her TV so she can talk to us live on, on her TV in her little cubicle. Restoration in my family is it's... So now we, now we just press into God, what is the task ahead? Yeah. Because you've got a few more layers to go in this onion of mine, but <laughs> man, that was a big one. That was a big one. <laughs> So, so good. So good. I'm just going to read the others out to you quickly because we've got to know everything the Holy Spirit is to us and maybe the worship team can come. We'll just sing that Holy Spirit song again, Julie. He prays through us, Romans 8, 26. Just put that scripture up. Let's all read it together. He prays through us. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, we do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. He prays through us. He strengthens us. Ephesians 3.16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being. Anybody getting a clue that the Holy Spirit is more than just a, a ghost or a spirit? He sends us on missions for God, Acts 13, 2. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set me apart for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. We knew that this week at the camp, didn't we, guys? He reveals the Bible to us, 1 Corinthians 2, 10. These are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So when you go to read the Bible, pray, Holy Spirit, highlight it to me. Teach me. He's the teacher. Well, there's a good one. John 14, 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said. If Jesus calls me beautiful 
and the devil calls me not, then the Holy Spirit reminds me, don't, don't you remember last week Jesus called you beautiful? That's a good thing. And the last one, he enables us to woo, prophesy, see visions and dreams. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Let's say that line again. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. So through the Holy Spirit, we can actually learn that we are the body of Christ and that we are the hands and feet of Christ and that through the Holy Spirit, we can stop being pew sitters and we can be learn to be ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's stand to our feet and let's just welcome the Holy Spirit. Come on, just lift your hands and now ask the Holy Spirit to come and rest on you. Come and rest on you in all those ways, in 